Hello everyone and welcome back to A Dancer's Mindset with myself Isabella. I hope you're all really well. Thanks for coming back and if you're new here, welcome. Today is a special episode because we have a friend of mine and special guest, Alex McMaster. You may know her as Ballerina Bites on Instagram. It's a special episode because Alex has decided after a fruitful career and a great career in classical ballet to do something different with her life and I think this is a really good subject to touch up on because as we know as dancers we tend to identify a lot with being a ballet dancer like that's who I am that's all I am and this is episode is to show that that's not the case and you can thrive and be happy doing something else if that's what you want to do and you can take many things that you learn from ballet like discipline focus um attention to detail into your new life a little bit about alex before we begin alex trained at the john cranko school in stuttgart and then she was a professional dancer with stuttgart ballet bordeaux opera ballet and english national ballet alex is a passionate hard-working diligent young woman and I don't think I've met anyone with quite the tenacity, determination and um, focus as Alex does. We met when she was freelancing in London, you know, and the hustle is hard guys, we'll touch up on that when I'm speaking with Alex, but you know, she really went for it, she really did well and you know, there's obviously just a moment when you think, do you know what, I want to do something different and that's okay. And we'll be talking about that today. So guys, let's meet her. So Alex, hello. Hi, how are we? <laughs> we, have, we haven't spoken in a while because, uh, you know. A, a while. Yeah, because obviously you've moved and a big move. And we're on the like, opposite ends of the clock now. And it's just more or less like, are you going to talk to me at very early in the morning or my evening or... Exactly. But we're doing great today. Yeah, so it's I'm actually, you know, relieved it gets lighter here now because it's 7 a.m. here and um it was not that much of a struggle to get up at six. So I'm oh, quite grateful. Good, good. <laughs> you definitely got the short store, uh short straw there. Um it's only about six p.m. here, so my, my stomach might start grumbling, but it's going to be fine. <laughs> Amazing. Talking of stomachs grumbling, you, you ventured um, into a new avenue, um, mostly based around food, but also, would you say, you know, fashion and lifestyle? And we'll get into that in a second. But, you know, the Alex I met was initially a freelance dancer in London. Yes. Yes. And first of all, I'm quite interested in, what made you come to London in the first place? If you just tell us a bit about that. Yeah, sure. Um, so it was more the flexibility of being a dancer. Um, so being able to collaborate with other dancers. Um, there's lots of opportunity in London because there's always so much going on. Mm. Um, so, and also being Australian, it was very easy for me to get a visa. So I initially just um, went for a two-year visa, which I later extended for another three years and mm -hmm. um, unfortunately decided to leave when I paid a lot of money for that visa. Um, yeah. 
but yeah so it was more just there was it it's definitely the place of opportunity there's so much going on in the arts world there and mm. that was sort of my um, direction that I was taking when I first moved yeah amazing and how did you find it working as a freelance dancer like did you enjoy the hustle did you find it hard to stay motivated you know because obviously there's no schedule like you have to make your own schedule Exactly right. Um, I think you know me pretty well, Isabella, to know that I'm an extremely hard worker, almost to the yeah. point. It's like, settle down a bit. <laughs> I actually said in your intro, like, you know, your tenacity and determination is something that I really um, have always admired. And, you oh, know, you. Alex would show up, you know, every single day to class, 10 a.m. at Danceworks, you know, we'd often be like, sometimes we'd be feeling a bit sorry for ourselves or a bit upset. <laughs> and we'd be like, forget it, I got to do my ab crunches. You know, <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> oh you know. my God. And we'd, oh, that's so funny. Um, but no, I really enjoyed the hustle of that. I was very lucky initially to get a job straight off the bat. So I was very and much what was like, that job? I, that was with Ian B. So that mm. was Cinderella with um, Christopher Wilden, which was just incredible to work with him in the first place. Um, so Amazing. I really met, yeah, I really met the whole sort of ballet community in London in that point. Um, and then uh, I later um, went into, you know, I did a few galas and things and mm. yeah, just very grateful in that sense. Um, but then over time, I began to realize that I was very much a classical dancer and yeah. those sort of job opportunities don't come along very often. Um, and of course I've had, had experience in contemporary and jazz and musical theater previously doing all sorts of genres, but it wasn't really the direction that I wanted to take it. I had trained for years, um, classical ballet at uh, John Cranker Schuller in Stuttgart, um, mm. which if anyone knows, it's one of the, the hardest ballet schools out there. Mm. And for me to step away from that was almost a little bit disheartening. So I kind of kept my blinkers on. I was like, I am a ballet dancer and that's all that I'm doing. Um, so mm. I, if I was giving advice to dancers, I'd probably say, if you are going to London, you, I would, I would say that you need to have more under your belt rather than just being a classical ballet dancer or, um, well, I suppose people in musical theatre can do a lot more things, but um, yeah, just keeping that in mind. Yeah, of course. And obviously, you know, you were doing really well and probably enjoying this for a while, but we're here today because you're doing something different with your life now. And what I'm interested to hear and I'm sure everyone else is, is, you know, at, at what point did you feel that a change was needed or what did you find was causing you the most unhappiness with your lifestyle at the time? And what was the point where you decided, you know what, I feel like a change is on the horizon? Yeah, I think the number one, I probably didn't realize it at the time, but deep down, I was a little bit frustrated about my industry. I was frustrated that I didn't have any say on what I um, what I danced in or what I got offered. Mm. Um, and that can come, sometimes come down to like really fugal things like um, the way you look or your style of training. And I think that was sort of, you know, kind of eating away at me a little bit, but it wasn't until the pandemic where, you know, ballet basically completely stopped. And things were happening back in my home country in Australia, like my mm. brother having two children and I'm just like, I haven't been there for any of that. Um, yeah, that must so, be hard. Yeah, it was. And I'm like, I'm a very independent person, but I moved away from home when I was 15 to, you know. You independent? 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god, Ariana. <laughs> um, <laughs> so true. Um, but yeah, so I kind of decided, like, look, this is it. I want to create my own life. I know that mm. I probably have more opportunity outside of the ballet industry where I'm able to pick and choose what I want to do and also just try other things as well because I'm not dancing at an elite level every day. Yeah. And but obviously, like after having done what you've done, like yeah. go to the John Kanko school <laughs> yeah, and like, true. you know, pers- pursue a classical ballet career and then obviously really hustling to like survive as a freelance dancer which guys is ridiculously hard I don't think anyone really understands unless you've done it like and I think I think it makes you way stronger than if you're in a company scenario because everything's handed to you on a plate in that way like you have a routine you have a a theater to go to every day you have a salary every month you know exactly and it's like we only yeah, get paid think, when we're working. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, just also yeah. having a bit more worldly experience as well or just some knowledge of how the outside works. I think when you are in a ballet company, you're kind of, you're wrapped up in cotton wool. There's always mm. someone sort of holding your hand. You've always got your coach to go to or your teacher. Or, um, but in the dance world, you are basically navigating everything yourself. So your books, um, your your like who you're emailing, who you're making connections with. It's, Mm. yeah, you have to be quite on it and smart at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So you decided to move back to Australia because obviously there's more opportunity there for, or you, you know, for what it is you want to do now. Why don't you tell us um, a little bit about what you're doing now? Yes. So at the moment I'm building Ballerina Bites, which is my platform. Um, so Ballerina Bites started in 2013. And so, what, so while you were dancing still? Yes. Well, I yeah. actually, at that point I had an injury. So I had the ostrigonum, which is that extra bone at the foot. Um, so I had that removed and nice. I also had a gap. Yeah. You know, the typical one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so my, I needed a creative outlet cause I'm a really creative person. And mm. the only thing I could do was really cook. So that's where my sort of love for cooking kind of came about. And I wanted to create recipes that would fuel you as a dancer. So, mm. um, over that, over this time, it's really evolved. Um, you, you see a lot more of me on my Instagram, a bit more of my personality and yeah, which other is really nice. Yeah, I think in the beginning, I was so secretive about it. I was like, yeah, no, I knew it was me. And then, (laughs) yeah, no, I think also because you've, you know, let go of the ballet industry, you're just kind of like, do you know what, this is me now, I've got nothing to hide. Exactly. But I will admit it was hard to do that as well, because your identity is definitely a dancer. And majority of the people that you engage with uh, someone within the arts industry or, um, you know, like-minded people. um, Mm. But yeah, it's been interesting, but also surprised me in many ways where people are actually interested to see, you know, what I'm doing next because they generally care, but also because they want to see how someone can leave the industry and what they can do with their life after leaving. Yeah, of course. And also that should, you know, be clarification that ballet was your passion and your job, but it's not your identity as a person. Like you are, you are more than ballet basically and I think that's something that a lot of people get trapped 
you know, into thinking. Well, it thinking. definitely took me a pandemic to realize that. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, definitely. I think because I I'm, like slowed down so much as well, because I wasn't onto this like strict timetable of do class, go here, there, everywhere, and repeat it all days a week and have no days off. Um, mm. I think because I was actually able to stop and be like, oh, is this actually really healthy for me to be doing this? Right, exactly. So I'm quite interested. Um, obviously, you've gone into a completely different field um, yes. and ballet is not a part of your everyday routine anymore because obviously being an entrepreneur, which is what you are, um, it requires a lot of hustling in a different way. Um, a lot of time spent building your business, time spent on your laptop, time spent editing, time spent planning what you're going to do for social media, time spent doing your recipes, I assume, yeah. all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and basically, do you have time anymore for yourself? And do you how do you make time for yourself? Because that's something personally, from my point of view, I also struggle with is like, I'm always doing things to build my business which is like your little baby and it's like where's the time for me to do stuff for me and going from something that's very physical like ballet which you, we've been doing every single day for maybe six to eight hours maybe you know and it's yeah. like what are you doing now for yourself physically well physically I would have to say not that much. Like I am doing Pilates and stretching and I did actually do a ballet class for the first time in nine months the other day. And I just want to say it was very painful. <laughs> um, like I think my, my mind knew where it needed to be, like going back to those old practices of like technique and like being sharp and, you know, making sure you're on the music in your turns, but my body being literally 10 steps behind. Um, mm. And as you said before, like your business, um, our little platform is at literally our baby and that's where all of our work goes into so I've kind of said to myself like why I'm building it yes my fitness routine is going to go out the window it's not going to be consistent as what it was but I also said to myself that's completely okay because I have been dancing those eight hours a day for the past like 10 15 years and I think I deserve a rest (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I'm just, and also, how do you feel like mentally about that? Because obviously I've found that when I'm not as active as usual, because I'm helping other dancers or doing something else, you know, the body does react. Like you feel like, oh, a little bit stiff or you crave doing like a lot of exercise. Um, Whereas I found that a little bit of balance, like it doesn't take me much to feel good, you know, and I don't, I don't, Yes. I don't need to do like eight hours a day anymore. Like I did that. We got to a really good place, like, you know, with our technique and um, our performance level. And now I just feel good enough doing like, yeah, like you, a bit of Pilates class now and then on my own, like, and that's enough for me because also when you've had serious injuries, like we both have, yeah. you know, I don't want to punish, I don't want to punish my body that much anymore and it's not that necessary (laughs) yeah no I I totally agree with you and we've also both reached a level where you know we've really like honed in on our craft like we know what we're doing so now we can go and you know do it for pure enjoyment the reason why I went back to ballet class um, only last week was because I noticed in myself that I was missing something and I couldn't like I just wasn't feeling myself um Mm. 
And it wasn't until I realized that I needed to feel the music again. I needed to, you know, be like, have the musicality again, a musicality again, and also feel my muscles activate in that way. And afterwards I was, you know, yeah, afterwards I was, you know, a completely different person. Like it was incredible. And also, you know, on the train, on the way home, just listening to classical music, um, whether that's pieces that I've done before, like dance to, or just, you know, pieces that I already know. It's just incredible. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that was probably enough for you. Like you probably did that, felt really happy. And then was just like, oh, I feel great now. Like as long as, as long as, you know, as long as it's a part of your life, because you've done it so long and your muscles like kind of want it a part of your life. Like as long as it's a part of your life every, every now and then doesn't need to be every day. I think you'll feel like content and like fulfilled. Totally agree. Um, yeah, hundred percent right there. And also not being so hard on yourself as well, just because your body is not doing the same thing. It's more just for your, your soul. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, that's difficult for a dancer. We tend to have a tendency to punish ourselves which is not good everyone (laughs) yeah not good just live and breathe a moment (laughs) that's a no-no I'm also interested because you know there may be there may be quite a few dancers out there who um for whatever reason are thinking of like not pursuing ballet professionally anymore be it injury or just like they're not happy and some people find and feel a lot of pressure from their families to like keep going or um you know to keep pursuing it because either they feel guilty or the family literally wants them to pursue this dream maybe of theirs you know you Mm -hmm. never know and I wanted to hear how your family your family accepted um this change um to your life yeah I can I totally understand that it's very difficult for families to hear that your child is no longer pursuing it because they have gone through the ride with you together um Mm. they have like when you're living like I was living in Germany and I used to call home and you know sometimes early morning just because I needed to speak to mom and tell her about my day or something like that so they have literally lived every moment because they've been your point of call through your happy moments and your very low moments Um, So when they hear that you're all of a sudden giving up this industry, the the shock is there for everyone. Everyone's like, oh, my God, what are you going to do now? Because your identity, everything's just been ballet. And almost as well, they're like, are you capable of doing anything else? Um, But over time. That must be hard. Yeah, no, it is. Because you're like, like, of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I am. Like, yeah, I think. I think sometimes families see you as that that young child that left at 15 and they can't see past that because they haven't, unfortunately, that's one of the hardest things about the ballet industry when you leave home so young is that they don't see you grow up and they don't see you how you react in everyday situations or how you handle yourself even in a different country where you don't speak the language. So you almost have to, you know, just be slow with them but then also remind them that you've survived the ballet industry. So your worth ethic, your work ethic, sorry, is already yeah. there. So you're going to succeed no matter what. Like, yes, mm-hmm. you might need time just to try different things and work it out, but they know the person who you are and they are, and they know what's going to be okay. <laughs> if that all makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. I mean, I know, you know, from my point of view, I don't think I've talked about this very much. It was, you know, also quite difficult, um, but ultimately at the end of the day, even though it's hard for it to accept and for a while, I didn't really accept it myself that I 
actually was desiring something different. Yeah. Um, I think, cool. well, I'm sure you agree with me as well. You almost like want to get that thought out of your head. Like you fight yourself a bit during that time. It's like, but I'm supposed to be a ballet dancer and that's all I've ever done. But then the passion is, the passion's there, but the passion's different. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, it took me maybe like two years to realize <laughs> I wanted something different. Um, it took ages, um, but I'm so happy where we both are now. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Definitely. Look at you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Guys, oh. it's always, you know, empower your best friends. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, wanted, I wanted to ask also, um, what similarities are you finding um, with building your business and with the ballet industry? I guess you slightly touched on that where, you know, obviously you're determined and you have to hustle a lot, but tell us a bit more about, you know, if you're finding any similarities with the two worlds. Um, yeah, I think that they have the same work hours, if that makes sense. Um, Probably base- longer. Yeah, longer. I agree. And I'm like, gee, like how was my seminar able to like support me in the ballet industry? But anyway, um, yeah, it's just the hours, which, you know, we're used to it in the ballet world, but this is more mental strain as well. Mm. Um, And I think that's sort of the main similarity. Um, Yeah. And I think also this natural eye for refinement. I think that's you know, in a business, you have to create a business model that appeals to many people. And I think, you know, being in the ballet industry, we all have like this eye, eye for mm. perfection, eye for detail that possibly sets us apart from, you know, other individuals. So, um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I just feel like, um, the drive and determination and the focus is like, you know, the really similar thing, but I am finding, probably just like you like you work more hours because it's not just about you anymore it's about like something else when and exactly like like your business is another thing whereas before it was much it's much easier when you're kind of just thinking about yourself like oh I need to improve my turnout I need to stretch today that's all about you whereas like when you're building a business it's like oh I need to get in touch with this person I need to email this person I need to make sure this person's had their had their exactly you know, or yeah, <laughs> replying to comments as well because yeah you're yeah, replying to comments that, building yeah. content <laughs> yeah like that, that person stuff. has taken their time mm. out of the day as well just to comment you which I love receiving messages from you guys it makes my heart so warm um, yeah me too but, yeah <laughs> um but yeah um it's just yeah it's full on in a different way um mm. if you had to you know, give advice to another dancer, be it younger or older, wanting to make a change with their life, um, what would you tell them? Um, I think I'd tell them not to be scared because you, as I said before, you've survived the ballet industry. So you're going to survive the outside world completely fine. Um, But also to realise that you are so young, like most of us are only early 20s or 20s. None of us have really reached the age of like 35 and above. But even then at age 30, you're so young. Like you've still mm-hmm. got more than half your life left to do something different. So just having that mindset in your mind, you're still young. Try everything you can. See what you like. See what you don't like. And just building from there. And also remember, sometimes you have to go backwards to go forwards. And that's completely yeah. okay. Yeah. And you have to start somewhere. And obviously you're not going to go when starting something new, you're not going to start at the top. 
you're going to start from scratch and that's okay. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and be patient gotta start as somewhere. well. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. And also trust your gut. I think, cause yes. like making that change, you're really unsure because of maybe you're influenced by the people around you, but if your gut and my gut said something like for two years and then I was like, do you know what? I'm finally going to friggin' listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And having that courage as well to be like, that's it. I'm going to do something else. Um, but yeah. yeah. And quite often as well, that something else is what the world needs as well. They need to hear it and see it. Um, mm. And yeah, you can just build from what you've had in your ballet technique or into your ballet training and take it into your daily life. And what are your biggest goals for 2022? Tell us. Ooh. Um, so obviously I want to grow Ballerina Bites, build the community um, and also um, create a more solid business model at the moment, I'm still sort of finding myself and what direction I want to take it. Um, mm. I think we're definitely getting there. Um, but I feel like I need to create clearer processes and how to do that. Um, and yeah, and hopefully make that my full time everything. So um, mm-hmm. in case you don't know, I do marketing on the side as well, because I need to support myself in, in that moments towards my ultimate goal. Amazing. Oh, well, Alex, like I'm so proud of you and I'm so proud of what you're doing now. And I think you're just such a bad ass. Oh, and thank I think, you, so. <laughs> you know, she's a boss babe. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, I really want to be friends with someone like that, you know, forever because having motivated and passionate and driven people around you is so important. You know, like I said in a previous episode, like you got to find your people and Alex is definitely my person. So, (laughs) Yeah, exactly right. You need to hold on to them and um, yeah, they're everything. So yeah, thank you, Isabella. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for joining me. And guys, go follow Alex. She's, you know, Ballerina Bites on Instagram. (laughs) And you can find all her links there and, you know, her social media, which is beautiful to look at. And I just want to salivate when I see all that food. Um, (laughs) And it's amazing. And guys, just hopefully you've heard the message and that don't be afraid for any change in your life. And you can do it and you know look at someone like Alex and myself who are doing different things and we're loving it and we're thriving and we're just pushing through to bigger and better things so it's totally worth it and don't be afraid you'll you'll be completely fine exactly all right thank you so much Alex thanks guys for listening thanks everyone speak soon